Welcome to the My Focus Inspire Me podcast. Thank you for uh, visiting my channel and uh, I am a career coach and I have been helping people for more than 10 years on writing their resume and uh, preparing them for job interviews and helping people explore their careers. I love um, helping people and having conversations about people's careers and I hope you enjoy listening to the podcast. Please, um, if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to my website and you'll be able to gain free resources um, that will add value to your career. Thank you. Welcome, Leonie. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks, Leonie. <laughs> so we both have the same name for our listeners. So uh, welcome, everyone, to uh, my podcast channel. And today I will be talking about... Um, Leonie will be, first of all, she'll be talking about making good career decisions. And I will be sharing with you around some very simple strategies on job search, resume writing, inter and interview skills. So what we'll be doing today is we will be, uh, I will be asking Leonie four questions and she'll mm -hmm. respond and then, um, and then she will then ask me the four questions. And in terms of how I know Leonie, I've known her <laughs> a very long time and I remember her attending my 2013 My Focus charity event. So we've known each other for, yeah more than seven years. And I have worked very closely with Leonie over the years. Um, remember vividly one day we were seeing in a, on a client site, 28 people one day, right? In one day we saw 28 people <laughs> together. So about 14 people each. And at the end of the day, we were completely exhausted. But we went and we celebrated and we went to the dinner and had a great time. So we both are career coaches and uh, love helping people, love empowering people. So in terms of Leonie's background, she is a career talk specialist, career counsellor, career coach, facilitator, trainer and speaker. She also holds a master's degree in career development and has been the New South Wales, uh, well, sorry, she was the New South Wales Division President for 2017 and 2018. And currently she's on the, she's the national, um, she's on a national executive community member as part of the Career Development Association of Australia, which um, I'm very, that's how I know her. Um, so moving along, um, so let's get started. Uh, we've got a couple of amazing questions to go through together. So um, first one I have for you, uh, Leonie, is what part does chance or luck play in a career? Oh, I love, I love that question um, because I, I think before um, our world changed this year um, with COVID that um, chance and change and uncertainty were really part of it anyway, um, but sometimes there was a bit of an illusion that it wasn't really so much. But boy, this year, has it been dialed up? My goodness, it just feels like it's taken to a new level. Um, and so I think about um, chance, events or luck as part of our careers. And when I do ask people, um, ask them to think about thinking back to your career, have there been chance or lucky events 
or people or things that have happened. And most of the time people actually say, yeah, there is some element of that. So it might not be equal for everyone, but yes, chance and, and luck do actually play a part sometimes. Yes, yeah, certainly people say that, um, that they are lucky. And I've, I actually say to clients that, no, it's actually you've prepared yourself for this opportunity and then luck came in the way mm -hmm. as well. Sure. And so it's a combination of preparation and luck. So, yes. Yeah. And so what can you do to become luckier? Yeah, I, I think you're so right that it is a combination of preparation and luck. And you definitely can be luckier. Um, I know sometimes people don't feel lucky, uh, but the things that they can do to um, create um, an opportunity for luck, really, um, is to get clearer about knowing themselves, um, what they enjoy in work, what they're good at, um, potentially areas that might interest them going forward. So, so you know, paying intentional, um, uh, in, you know, interest in, in what you might want to be doing as you progress your career, um, knowing a bit more about yourself. That actually does help you be luckier because in a lot of ways, once you're aware of that, you notice more. So, you know, all those times where, you know, you've gone out and bought a red car and suddenly you see red cars everywhere. You know, it's just you notice more when you're more in tune with what's important to you. Um, so that's one way. Uh, the second way I think you can become luckier is uh, connecting with the people around you. And, you know, the whole idea of six degrees of separation, you never know who knows other people who, um, you know, who might be... Um, helpful in your career or have relevant knowledge or, or just be good to connect with. So the idea of being willing to expand your relationships, to build a diverse network and to actively um, give people an update on where your interests lie, what you're potentially um, looking for, interested in and inviting them to connect you with people who might already be in that space or have some, um, some connection in there that actually does make you luckier. Yes, grow your network and um, in that way it will increase your chances of being lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you stay home all the time, you know, of course it's, you're, you're going, the chances aren't that high. So yes, I yep, definitely with your network. Mm -hmm. How do you know if you're making a good career decision, Leonie? Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that's something I think we've all struggled with at, at different times when we've had to make you know, decisions about whether we um, leave a job or take a new job or choose between jobs or, you know, take on additional study or, yeah, so so many times where you're really a little unsure about whether you're actually making, you know, a, a good decision. I, I like the idea, is it a good decision rather than the right decision? Because a lot of people think about it as, well, do I need to make the right decision? And I think, well, you know, sometimes it's not a right decision. You know, there are just better decisions than others. Um, and, you know, as we found out this year, uh, we can't always predict the future. So, you know, you could be making what you think is a right decision right now um, and something changes. So I think it's, uh, it's good to focus on what's a good decision. Um, and I think there are a couple of ways of starting to think about um, a good decision. Uh, I think it's both logical um, and intuitive. So all the decision-making research would say, actually do some thinking and then trust your gut. Mm. Um, 
But I do know there are people that go the other way. See, I'm a person that likes to do the logic, likes to do the thinking, and then likes to trust my informed sort of gut. But I know there are other people that instinctively seem to know things and then they almost have to justify it the other way around. So it doesn't really matter, you know, go with who you are, but it is a combination of, you know, um, thinking things through and then trusting your gut. Um, and I, I reckon uh, I heard recently um, uh, as part of a webinar I was, I was involved in a couple of different scales that are useful to think about in career decision making. So I'll, I'll share them here. I think they're quite helpful. Um, two ways to think about it. When you're making this decision, um, what place are you coming from? And I'm going to actually say this sort of a, a spectrum. So think of it like a spectrum. I'm going to say, are you coming from a place of... Um, fear and anxiety um, through to are you coming from a place of really you know courage and confidence and, and you know sometimes just reflecting on that can be helpful um, the other one that I thought that was really interesting too was um, when you think about this decision um, again a little bit on the spectrum is it going to shrink me or is it going to expand me you know, and, um, and sometimes that's tapping into that intuitive piece, you know, about how you feel about it. So I, I think that's a couple of ways that you can start to think about making a good career decision. Mm. I, I loved what you talked about um, in terms of it's not whether it's not a right or wrong decision. Is it a good decision at mm. that point in time? Yeah. Because ultimately, sometimes we take on jobs or opportunities that are maybe not the ideal position for us. But at that moment, it's a good decision. It's a good job for, for us to, to, to pay the bills and the mortgage and so forth. So just being able to be open-minded that some sort of jobs that we take on, particularly this year, maybe mm -hmm. just temporary roles that we are in it for the moment, which is a good decision. And then later on, you, you would realize that you will develop your experience in your, with this, the role that you have and you look back and you think well actually that was a really good opportunity now that mm -hmm. I have all these extra skills to do something else and I really like the fact that you talked about people who actually like you said you know go through the logic and the reasoning before they make a decision <laughs> because <laughs> I've, I've seen that in you uh, in the time we've worked together and I'm like oh I'm the one on the on the other spectrum all right let's do this I want to do this and I don't give you the the, the background and it's really important in the from a career perspective when we're working with different professionals to understand how we all have our working styles and so if you are if you require that that background information that I need to give it to you it's in order for you to then make a decision and take action so um, that's a very very good point thank you um, so what do you do if you feel stuck in your career Oh, yes, yes. And I, I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this at different points um, where there are times where, um, yeah, for whatever reason, um, uh, we, we, we do feel a bit stuck, um, either feeling like we're stuck in a job and it's not the right time to leave, but we're not as happy as what we were, or, um, you know, stuck in an industry that perhaps, you know, we feel like we've outgrown or, or, or just got bored or... Um, you know, ready for a change. So um, I think a lot of people probably this year feel a bit stuck too, potentially because of the 
environment and the changed job market. And so, yeah, there are a lot of reasons why you can actually feel stuck. So what do you do? Um, again, I think it's starting to think about what is diminishing your satisfaction? So, you know, if you're feeling stuck, it probably means you're not as happy as what you were at some point. So what's changed? You know, what, what is contributing to you feeling stuck or feeling less happy where you are? Um, or contributing, contributing to you thinking you need to be somewhere else or want to be somewhere else. Um, and I think you can start to think of that in three different areas. Um, so it's good to think about it. Is this mostly related to the skills that I'm using? You know, am, am I over them? You know, am I getting a bit bored? Um, are these things I could do in my sleep and I really just don't want to do anymore? Um, or, and so I'm looking for opportunities to develop and use new skills. Um, that could be one contributing factor. Uh, another factor could be opportunities to use your strengths. So, you know, the challenge is if you're in a role where you don't feel like your strengths are being utilised very well, then sometimes you feel stuck and you'd like to be somewhere where you, you could actually give more of yourself and add more value. Um, or it could also be um, part of the fact that there's not a great alignment with your values anymore. So the things that are really important to you, the things that drive satisfaction, um, you know, whether it be, you know, solving those challenging problems or whether it be having really positive working relationships or, you know, making an impact or a number of different things could be. Um, if you feel like those are not as satisfied as they were um, or you need a new expression for those, then that can sort of make you feel stuck. So um, I think knowing what's contributing to that lack of satisfaction or whatever is helpful because then you can start to work out if it's skills, is it strengths, is it story, um, depending on what it is with those, it can help you start to think about, do I actually need to change the role, uh, you know, step out of the role and into a new role? Or is there something I could do within my existing environment to actually um, make these a little better, you know, uh, they're temporary steps. Is it, uh, you know, is it complete industry change or is it just a company change? So, um, yeah, I, I think there's, stuck is, is not one big category, you know, it's understanding what's contributing to that. And, um, and I think that's really helpful often to have conversations with people, you know, whether it's a conversation with a career practitioner or whether it's a conversation with a friend that you trust or family that you trust, um, yeah, it can be really helpful to start to think through that. Mm. I think it's really powerful when you, actually I learned this from you, to reflect, reflect on your career around your skills, your strengths and your values and say, what's happening here? Is it that my integrity, what I've seen in this year so far uh, during um, the, the changes at work is that people's integrity can be compromised in terms of the quality of work that they're producing. They're working longer hours, they're getting more work and their integrity is being challenged and they, the frustration is there. So it's about stopping when you do feel stuck. And as you know, um, take have a look at what your values are. Have a look at your skills. Have a look at your strengths. As a, so one of my strengths is I see, and I'll get this feedback from a lot of people, is that I'm uh, I'm, I'm professional in the way I conduct my business with my clients. 
but then that's also my weakness because I, when I go into workplaces where there are unprofessional people, it drives me, it really, it really frustrates me. So maybe it's uh, your values that are, is being compromised or some, or your strengths that's being compromised. And to just, as you said, to think about, uh, is it something you can do about it in the moment in this role that you can change? Or if it's really bothering you then to think about well, what can you do about it in terms of maybe look for another role or another organization that's that aligns with your your values, your strengths, your skills, etc. So um, very useful tips there, Leone. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to, to comment on or share with us before we go into the next piece? Uh, I, I think it's so important to be able to um, uh, have short, medium and long term plans. So I understand the importance of having some plans, you know, some people are fine without a plan. That's no, no drama. Some people like a plan. But just, um, you know, in, in the changing world we're in at the moment, really, um, it's good to have um, a variety of flexible plans, because things are going to change. You know, and you want to be ready, but you also want to be able to take advantage of opportunities. Um, and you know they may occur in the most surprising ways sometimes yes so plan your career <laughs> <laughs> plan your career thank you Leonie um, so yes now I'm the first time being the uh, the speaker you can ask away when you're ready yeah. yeah yeah thanks this is great I love I love being on the other side now asking you the questions putting you in the hot seat that's fantastic um, but uh, the, these um, questions I'm really interested in in hearing from you because as another practitioner as someone who um, you know has a long history working in in this space I'm really interested in your perspective and in terms of careers um, you know, a powerful resume is really important, an important marketing document. So I'm really interested in knowing from your perspective, Leone, what do you think is one important tip in actually writing, you know, what is going to be a really powerful resume? There's so many tips and to think about one particular one, mm. I would say that, um, well, to, to really get feedback from people around you about who, your achievements in an organization, how you've made an impact and being able to get that feedback and then consolidate that information and package it in ensuring that your document had have these achievement statements throughout the document. That's to me makes a powerful resume. So recently I've been working with a, a professional senior manager and I thought, well, really, if you're going for a $150,000 job or $200,000 job, does your resume reflect that level? Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, you have resumes that um, there are resumes that actually have key responsibilities in their resume, in the, in the document. But I think the powerful resume has extremely good achievement statements mm. that make an impact how have you made an impact in the organization so i think in terms of a, the the best tip would be to get feedback from people that you work with incorporate that feedback uh, talk to a career coach and find out what are the achievement statements that you should be including in your resume that to me makes a powerful document do you want a job at 100k 150 200k does your resume reflect at that level mm -hmm. so yeah. that's my I think it's one or two tips there. Yeah, but yeah. yeah <laughs> Thank that, you. that's great. Makes so much sense. Makes so much sense to be evidence-based. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Um, and I um, often get asked questions from people about cover letters. So what, what about cover letters? Yes, cover letters. I, people actually used to ask me, like, who reads cover letters? I said, well, some people <laughs> read it. Some people don't read it. Some and some people read resume and cover letter. So you've mm. got to be able to tailor if, uh, for all different type of readers. Yeah. So yes, the cover letter is uh, for, for my suggestion is always to do your research on the company, their values, their mission, and incorporate the reason why you want to work for this company. Mm. Job motivation from a recruiter's point of view is one of the aspects they look at. Well, why does this person want to work for us? So to incorporate that in the cover letter. And if you do go the extra mile, pick the phone up and call somebody in HR team to find out who the hiring manager is or a bit of more information about the role. So you can then incorporate that piece of information if possible in your cover letter. My personal uh, success so far, I spent one hour on a cover letter, my, for my own cover letter over the years. And submitted my application 10 minutes later i received a phone call so it makes a big difference in your in your job search strategy to fast track your career but your job search by customizing your cover letter to the job and the organization thank yeah, you yeah absolutely that's such great advice i i think um that customizing that tailoring and showing that that real level of interest it's so important isn't it yeah yeah I know that you do a lot of work with people around interviews too um, and have some amazing results um, with interviews. So you probably have heard, you know, so many interview tips and you could give us so many interview tips here, I'm sure, um, today. But what would be your one top interview tip, do you think? I think you will agree with this. <laughs> the top tip is to practice with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but invest a couple of hours to get some coaching mm -hmm. uh, on your interview skills. You do not want to turn up to the interview on, let's say the interview was next Monday and you have not practiced at all because it is a competitive market. And if you turn up on that Monday, 10 a.m. at the interview, and there might be another three other candidates who turn up on that Monday, the chances are the other candidates may have either invested in coaching or mm -hmm. practice for someone else that is of a senior position that they practice a mock interview to attend the interview. So if you yeah. want to be competitive, practice before you get into the real environment, because if you in the mock interview, you make a mistake, or if you start crying, which has happened <laughs> in my <laughs> sessions, uh, at least it's in the mock environment and not the real life environment. So having a practice session is definitely the number one tip in terms of being successful at an interview and to be considered as the top candidate for the role. Mm. Practice makes perfect as you, as we all, we all say, and if you, don't take it seriously someone else will take it seriously and they will beat you to the opportunity because at the on the day it's not about how many years experience you have it's about the person who performs the best at interview on that particular day yeah yeah, yeah. that's such good advice that's such good advice about practice and um and and everyone can practice 
you know, even if it's not with a professional, although I highly recommend that um, too. But uh, yeah, everyone can practice. So um, such great advice. I, I'm interested, and, and last question um, from me, uh, and uh, this one I'm really, really interested in. Um, what's one thing you personally do in your job search to get noticed? Yes, uh, that's something that happened recently. I actually went for a project. It's a short-term project, but I, I actually had to go for an interview as part of this uh, winning this project. And um, I have found that over the years, the feedback I've received from clients when I'm going for any kind of interviews, whether it's for personal or a business opportunity, uh, that I tend to customise my presentation uh, or any resources I have that I want to share with the, the employer. So, for example, the recent um, interview I attended, I actually, the, the interview the interviewer had actually sent through a requirement to say that this is a question that will be covered in the in the meeting and the question was a little bit um how can i describe it uh, vague you can mm -hmm. either do two things one you can just speak and respond to the question or two i thought well the best way to respond because it was an online interview is actually to develop a presentation, a PowerPoint presentation that you can quickly share and use visual aids to demostrate what, in, uh, what I have done in response to the question. Mm -hmm. So I had a few hours before that meeting and I quickly developed a presentation, a very basic presentation with images to demonstrate to the client that this is what, in response to that question, I, what the feedback received was that I was the most prepared candidate for the interview. And so for me, it's always about being creative, being innovative in your approach, think outside the box, because ultimately what you want to achieve is to be remembered. When an employer interviews three or four, seven candidates a day, it's about how do you want them to remember you? What can you do different that leaves that like a trademark behind that when they think of you, they think she's creative, she's innovative, she's or she's um, just a go-getter, whatever it is. So to think about how, what is it that your personal branding that you can bring to the table and leave that trademark behind so then people will remember you for a long time. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's great. And I, I love the way that you thought about how you could make an impact. You know, you just didn't make the assumption and, and do the basic, but you actually thought uh, about how you could do that and, and about how that really adds value. So, you know, the, um, what you can be doing, um, I guess, to show the value for them. So, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, as we, uh, as we sort of, I guess, finish up with our, our formal questions, again, do you have a, a piece of advice or any comments um, as we finish up with this? I think we're approaching Christmas and New Year and people think that, oh, well, employers may not be hiring. I still invite that any professional who, who's looking for work or any individual who's looking for work to continue your job search. Mm -hmm. And Leonie and myself are available throughout Christmas a year year to support 
Mm. Uh, anyone who's going through the job search or career, maybe looking at career direction, a new career, I think Leonie would love to hear from you when uh, to talk about career direction because that's what she she loves uh, coaching on. Mm. And uh, my and we both work with coaching in regards to job search strategy as well. So try don't put try not to, yes relax during the holiday season, but keep your eyes open for opportunities because majority of people will actually be um, quite laid back in their approach. So I would say don't stop, keep going. Yeah. Employers who advertise in the middle of December or just before Christmas because they need someone to start in January. So keep a close eye on the market and keep applying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great advice, great advice. Oh, it's been a delight talking to you today. Always enjoy our, our conversations. Always learn a lot. Thank you, Leone. I realise I've got to learn some. I love your interviewing um, style. So I've got to enhance my skills there too. So. <laughs> the value of collaboration. Yeah, lots to yeah, learn. Lots to learn. So uh, to conclude, um, I will have an, I'm intending to have another podcast in, in the next month or so, just one before Christmas. And um, if you'd like to approach Leonie Stanfield or myself, um, all good. I am pretty busy this, this month in November, which is exciting. Uh, Leonie is definitely available. So if anyone who's interested in career coaching, please contact Leonie. I'll, get, I'll put her contact details in this, um, in this podcast, in the details. And um, in the meantime, I think a message is very important overall for this year. It's, it, it, we are in November, so I do think that self-care is important. Mm -hmm. We are trying to work really hard and get everything done before Christmas. Um, but certainly look after your health, look after your well-being. And I look forward to um, seeing you all again or to speaking with you all again in the next couple of months, next couple of weeks before Christmas. Thank you. And thank you, Leonie. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.